Welcome to another edition of Philly Sportscast with your host Derek and Dave. And Dave, we got to talk about uh, the, the Philadelphia two, Eagles. Okay, what were you going to talk about? The two-man show. A two-man show. We are back stu- down to two. Back to two. It's dusty over in the e-money den over there, so I uh, can only do what we can only do. Mm-hmm. I haven't spoke to him about uh, since his departure. Have you? I've spoken to him, but I haven't spoken to him about the podcast. I called him up on Thursday and said, "Hey, you want to go out before the podcast?" And he goes, "Well, I'm not going to the podcast." <laughs> I said, okay. And that's when you called me and said you had a bad back? Yeah, I said, oh, my back's hurting. <laughs> so if he doesn't meet you out at the bar, then you're not going to uh, make that extra effort. Well, to I, need, I needed someone to drink at the bar to relax my back. All right, so it looks like it's a uh, at least one week without any money. We're going to maybe count the weeks down. I know we're going to have some guests in his spot. Oh, yeah. And uh, maybe open mic night one night, <laughs> see what we're going to get. It's going to be... We could get Strong Side Blitz in here. He can always come down. He's the only one we around here that has a... Uh, a Super Bowl hope going on. That's true. He's the only one with a Super Bowl hope. And if we ever get this phone line situation taken care of, then you know, maybe I'll put a little extra effort in the podcast sooner or later. If we do that, it would be awesome because we can get Paraface and five Super Bowl rings going nose to nose on the phone. Absolutely. We're going to have to record that. That would be awesome. We will have to find a way. Skype and Pamela are in our future. <laughs> also, I want to talk about, well, we have to, so we might as well. Season's over, right? Yes. Football for us in Philadelphia is done. Lots of changes, you predict? I really don't see that many changes. Little changes, no big ones. No McNabb leaving. You got to get a new tight end. You got to get some safeties in there. Okay, well, let's get to uh, that in one second. Okay. I want to give a grade average to each of the individual, not individual positions, but individual aspects of the the team. I do think there's going to be some changes. I don't think there's going to be changes at quarterback, though, and I think that's what everybody's looking for. So let's do a recap, Dave. I'm going to run down things for you. And you give this team a grade A through F. Oh, no problem. We will start with the coaching staff. I would say a C minus. Uh, can you give me any reason why? Oh, yeah, first game, like we said, the Packers. That game right there, that blew your it. whole season's done already. What about the Chicago Bears game? Chicago Bears game. Coaches um, blew that game. I mean, just in many aspects, there was different games. What about the Giants problems. game when uh, Omanura had five sacks and he just didn't, didn't yeah. do- refuse to double team him. Right. That's All three th- games right there. You're in the playoffs, you win those three games. Yeah. All little things that All happen. easily winnable games. Not That's not even to mention the Giants game at home. So uh, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. That's it. There's, uh, I mean, the two Washington game, or not the two, the one Washington game at the end of the half. Not blaming that on coaching, but there's always little things going on, and he did not adapt and overcome a lot. I mean, I'm putting most of the blame on Andy Reid. Right. But the coaching staff in general. C minus, C minus. So even so, if you would, if they would have gotten to a B in your eyes, they win at in the least playoffs. two of those three in yeah. the playoffs. Is yeah. that amazing? It's amazing what the coaches in the NFL how much control they have over the game. Right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a D, Dave. Ooh. D for Dave. D for Derek. D for Dave. D for dumb. D for bad coaching. D for not in the playoffs. D for <laughs> not in the playoffs. All right, let's go with the position players right now. Let's start with special teams. Special teams, again, this is going to be like a D because of the coaching not bringing in a punt returner at the beginning of the year. And Rocco was not really that great of a punter. I mean, I agree. Dirk Johnson did a great job the last couple of years. First year in the league, he definitely has to be play better his second year in the league, without a doubt. That's if he's on the team next year. I mean, he had some booming He'll punts. Be on the team. He had some terrible punts. Right. But... 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go D. You know, actually, I'll go C minus, Dave, because it wasn't that that bad as as you're saying. I totally agree with you that punt returning, kickoff returning, punting. But one thing that really was opened my eyes this year was David Akers had one hell of an off seat off year. Right, he was not the normal David Akers. That's that why said. it should be a D. D for David Akers. D for David Akers. Okay, you're really turning me around. I think what's called. I don't think he's going to be back next year. I think that's going to be one of the really. You know how hard it is to find a kicker unless they get a free agent. That's I. You know what? There's going to be something out there. They can look right. Maybe they won't find the right kind of guy to fit that role. But Akers was not the man this year. I totally agree with you. Offensive line, Dave. Fire first. Other than injuries, I would say B minus. B minus. You have. one hell of a Pro Bowl player in Sean Andrews, so we'll give you that, right? Yeah. John Runyon's is still a real good player. But he's getting up there. Oh, he's getting William old. William Thomas is getting up there. Um, I, I do agree with you. I'll give them a B as well. They had a lot of work to do with the way these quarterbacks were in and out this year. Yep. So I'll also give them a B. Let's move from the offensive line to the wide receiving core. They are what they are. Right. So give them what the you know, it's not like, let's bell curve this. You know, it's not like you can um, yeah. you can put them on the same pedestal with some with, with the people in New York, I'm sorry, the New England, or even New York, like the Indies, like, yeah, yeah. So you got to, we got to bell this. Oh, you can't bell this. You got to dip it. It's, it has to be. I would say a C, just because you have a thousand yard catcher in Curtis. Yeah, so they're a C, but simply because there's no talent on it. Oh, right. Okay. As, as I mean, if you take Curtis out, they're probably down towards a D. Right. So as a part of the team, like this is what they are. They're a part of this team. Right. As a part of the team that's critical to winning. They get a C simply because they didn't produce. However, you can only give them what you can give them because they're they're not that good anyway. I, I don't think they lost any games. I don't remember going. Oh, there's a couple games saying, "Oh, why did Reggie Brown drop that ball or something?" Right. But there were some games where Curtis is recovering the the ball in the end zone. The one time McNabb threw it behind Reggie Brown, and he had to twist the body around like at the end zone, and he caught it. It was a spectacular catch. But they did not play over and above. They played where they can play. That's right. what they are. Well, does this include the tight end core as well? Are we including tight ends and wide receiving? I guess we can. Well, then they deserve a little. That drags them down. Yeah. Because LJ Smith was just horrible. Piss poor this year. I mean, if he leaves, who cares? He didn't do anything. He doesn't show anything for you anyway. And they're talking about putting the franchise tag on him for $4.5 million. That's up to them, you know, but they've made worse mistakes, that's for sure. Selig. Yeah, Brent Selig. Yeah, he looked pretty good when he got in there. I agree. I agree. Rookie. Can't beat the rookie. He could play play ball well. Nothing like a guy who runs tight patterns, but if you bring the tight ending core into this wide receiving, then they deserve one letter grade less, simply because of LJ Smith's ineptness. I agree. Right there. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Okay, we're agreeing so far. There must not be a third here. All right. It's just the season was that bad. It just makes it easy. This will be easy, though. Running backs, we can agree on this. I, it has to be an A. A. Totally A. Brian Westbrook. Buckholder had a very good year. Agree. I mean, breaking it down per player on this one, Tony Hunt would get an I. Just didn't get to see him enough. Right. So why do they draft him so early? I don't know. That's, it's amazing. Maybe he can become a very good back. Are they going to give him a chance to become a very good back? I hope so. I would love to see him in there. I would, too. I really would, too. So he, he's going to either play in place of Buckholder next year. Right. And Buckholder will be gone. Or he's going to share time with Westbrook or give Westbrook a breather. No. I simply don't see that happening. No. He's Westbrook, getting... to me, proved he's, his durability when we've all said he's fragile Fred. Right. He's not a fragile Fred. He's somebody who can carry that ball many many times let him touch it 300 times i agree with you and i'll give him an a as well let's play ball unless he becomes a fullback next year they get rid of uh thomas to thomas to thank you get rid of him and 
let Hunt become a fullback or something. Who knows? Right. But still, great job in that backfield there. Great job. Excellent job. And let's move on to the big boy, Donovan McNabb et al. What do you want to do with this? This is a tough one. Well, what do you want? To, how tough is it? The last three games, he was back to McNabb. No, but this is quarterbacks. Don't right. forget, it's not McNabb. It's right. quarterbacks. Feel he's done. He shouldn't be here anymore. Agreed. You know, he. he I, it would have to be a D. D for Donovan. D, D for Donovan. And you know what you say about Feely? He could have won that game. He, he played so well in the New England game. He could have won that game. Yeah, but he's the one that lost it, too. He's also the one who lost that Seattle game. Exactly. So you're right. D, because F is a little too hard. Right. D for Donovan. If the Eagles quarterback is the same way as it is next year, your prediction, Dave, are we going to see the same team next year? Um, Mainly the same team. I cannot agree with you more. You got... A career year out of Brian Westbrook this year. Oh, I thought you meant like player wise. No, what I'm right. saying is if you if you have Donovan McNabb a quarterback and Brian Westbrook as a running back, primarily Donovan McNabb a quarterback, and you really don't see wholesale changes. I do believe they're going to get a new wide receiver, maybe a playmaker. They need it. Speaking of that, I'm going to get to that in a second. But oh. if you see these guys and what plus one potential playmaker wide receiving core, it's the same squad. It's the same offensive squad. Right. Terrible red zone percentage. I I don't see this team changing you know maybe they do get lucky and win those four games or win three of those four games that they just blew right and then they're in the playoffs so i don't know but i want to get to that point about you said about playmakers they need it who on this offense for a majority of the season was a playmaker well westbrook that's it you can't win in the nfl with one playmaker like you have wide receivers like kevin curtis but he doesn't make that extra play he doesn't he doesn't make that game changing play he needs to have a perfect pass he needs to run a perfect pattern he needs to potentially get a step Step ahead of somebody who have made a mistake on defense. Right, he needs a shitty cornerback, and that's your that's your playmaker. You don't have the guy that's going to go up and catch the ball one arm, come down, you know, may, maybe stay in bounds in that crucial point. Right. We, the Eagles just don't have that guy. They don't, and that's what's killing them. They, the, that's what's killing them. That's what Westbrook is. He'll catch that one-hand pass. Exactly. He'll jump over somebody. He'll get that first down when he's not supposed to get that first down. Right. And that's another thing. Without playmakers, they're an 8-18. and And the NFL is full of 8-18s and without playmakers. We saw that this year. There's plenty of those. Absolutely. And that's where they need, they need playmakers. They need a guy who's going to break that tackle to get that crucial first down. That's what they did not do this year. Right. They did not do the little things to get them those wins. They did not do the little things. And I think maybe that's where the Eagles thought they had it because as many times as we watched it, we're looking at this going, well, they need four yards. McNabb just threw three yards. But, but expecting the wide receiver to get that. Right. Maybe he was expecting that. We were putting – I know I was putting a lot of blame on McNabb. Like, you right. need a first, you throw a pass at first down. Right. But when you have T.O. before, he would – you'd throw it three yards, you'd get you ten yards. Agreed. So is that the deal? Can we – Lay the blame a little bit less on McNabb and a little bit more on the people that are supposed to make plays in the National Football League. I think so. I, I think I, I fell into the last three games. I fell back in love with McNabb, I would say. Even though there were nonsense games, there were no big deal games, but they, they still beat um, New Orleans, Buffalo, which wasn't a, a great win. But these are games that they won. He looked good in. He was throwing the ball. He was running a little bit, moving around. Well, not a little bit, a lot. When he, That uh, New Orleans game, he took off he had that 30-yard run before he fumbled it. Right. So, I mean, it was nice to see. And I think with the schedule next year being easier because of the record, they should do fine. I think they'll be back in the playoffs. Unfortunately, even without a playmaker, if they have a playmaker, they'll do better. 
without a playmaker. They need what they don't have. A, right. Okay. I'll give you that. They, listen to me. This team was two wins away. Let's name the two wins: the Chicago game and the Green Bay game. They're two wins away from That's getting even, in the playoffs. One win they'll probably be in. Maybe you're right, yeah. but the team isn't going to do shit in the playoffs. Right. Or maybe no NFC team's really going to do anything in the playoffs. I mean, they're going to beat each other. They're not going to win the whole thing. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to fault the Eagles for that. But the Eagles are one and done in the playoffs. Maybe two. No NFC championship team. That's, they don't have the talent. Do you agree they need a playmaker? They need playmakers yeah. on this team. They need the guys that are going to get the three or four extra inches per play to in three or four more different plays in a year. Three or four plays in a year could have made this team a winner. Imagine if somebody on defense stops the Chicago game. Imagine a turnover. Let's talk about this before we get to defense. I want to talk about Brian Westbrook. Okay. You have a player there that had an extraordinary season. How many of these are really left in the tank for a player like him? Well, He might have two years left. Not at this caliber, just right. two years in general. But I say that, but there's also, you see people like LaDainian Thompson. He does it year after year right. after year. There's no real reason to say that Westbrook can't do it year after year after year. He hasn't he hasn't proven that he can, but he but now that he has done it, let's give Do him it again. benefit of the doubt. Right. Yeah. Okay. Defense. Dave. On the defense. Start with defense. Defense. Let's start with the defensive backfield. Two safeties and two safeties and two cornerbacks. General with the injuries with Dawkins getting hurt and Constantine getting hurt. Lito was hurt for a little bit. I think Sheldon even missed some games. A lot of injuries. I like the guys that were coming in. I think uh Quentin Michael did a fine job back there. And I thought um Acilio Hanson, fine job. Jared yep. Reed even played well. I agree. Coming well, in. at point, maybe right. towards the end of the season, exactly. when it didn't mean shit to play well. Again, right. Was it was he playing well because it didn't mean much? Or? And he had more playing time because he didn't mean anything. Right. I think Will James should be done. But I'm going to give them a C plus. Okay, Dave, I'll give him a B. But I'm really I'm hovering on that B because Brian Dawkins really let me down this year. Now I'm not talking about the next stinger. Right. I'm, you know, he had some – we both know he had some personal problems. Everybody might know that he – him and his wife had a set of twins. They were born prematurely. Right. The wife wasn't doing very well. During the offseason, he was all kinds of in – he just wasn't concentrating on football. Right, he wasn't mentally prepared. Right. So, And he even admitted that, and he said his body wasn't in shape to play. And he's an older guy anyway, right. so he got hurt. And he was a step behind people when he was playing. And let me tell you, if the Eagles are going to depend on a 36-year-old safety. safety next year who needs to play 20 steps off the wide receivers and needs to take – better angles because he's a step slower i don't know there's a reason why he got rid of jeremiah trotter last year Yipper. so if there's somebody that can play better than him he should play and he and dawkins should be you know thank you very much for your time and service right i'm done i've been playing in the league long enough i i agree i mean you really can't take into consideration the fact that he was just an, a world beater for the eagles you have to take into consideration that there might be somebody better than him and that needs to be thought of well that's if danny boy was here he would say, "Oh, that game against uh, the Giants when he called up to Ruben Drones and oh, and he yeah arm those, tackled him, put him on the one yard line. Yeah, you're the, right. He saved the touchdown. Those plays are far and few in between. He doesn't make saving tackles that much anymore. Totally agree. With He's you. getting beat. So the best player. He's, he's one of the best yeah. Eagles that ever walked on right. earth. So I agree with you there. However, be Doc, be gone if you need to be gone. Uh, you know what? It's going to start coming into situational play, something like that." But I think with Considine not being the starter, like he, I don't think he's the starter. Even though he got no, hurt, I agree. he shouldn't be the starter next year. That means they're going to have two different, two new safeties back there. One of them probably is going to be uh, Quentin. Now they're going to have to find someone to substitute in for well, Quentin. Michael can play. I mean, he's proven yeah. that he was, could play this year. I thought he looked good out there. I did too. I, I'm just worried about Dawkins, man. You know, if you're going to put all your eggs in one basket with, for another year with him, you got to be goddamn sure that he's going to play football. Goddamn sure. Right. All right. 
Defensive line, and this is where I get pretty jazzed up because I know. Let's take Trent Cole, for example, how just 100% motor running the whole time. Yeah. My defensive MVP, absolutely. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a great player. But on the other hand, before you give me your letter grade, you have to take into consideration Javon Kurtz. Exactly. And Howard. I mean, both of these guys. Yep. Curse, they're still saying Curse is going to be here next year. I say why. Absolutely why. I mean, they, they literally didn't dress him for the last couple of games yeah. because of how bad he was playing. So he's he's that he's he's that much of a benefit to the team that he's going to come back next year, but he wasn't even good enough to play this year. Right. So what does that tell you? It tells me that they have the money to just burn on him for some reason. I guess. And what they say, too, is, uh, oh, when he's not hurt, he's good. Well, when is that? Yeah. You know, the freak, you know, it's just amazing to me. And this is a prime example of that, how you can bank on your previous reputation all the way until the end of your career. In oh, NFL. yeah. Anything you've done, you were an amazing player in your younger years. You can ride that all the way home. And Brett Favre is a great example. He had a great year this year, but they won't tell him he has to leave. Right. It's all potential. They'd say, hey, he did this once before. He, he did it before. Do it again. You never know. Well, Javon Curse, I've never even seen that in Eagles uniform. So what are we the, looking at? The only thing we saw is Trent Cole, Thomas. These guys yeah. are playing way above um, Curse and Howard. I like the defensive line. I have no problem with it with uh, Patterson and Bunkley. He did. He, he stepped up, you know, becoming a better player. Right. I'm going to have to go B with these guys. I really liked him a lot. B. I'll give him a B, too, because I, I'm a Trent Cole yeah. fanatic right now. After last year, when everybody said, hey, he had, you know, just say I forget the number, 10 sacks in the first six games, and he had one in the last, right. you know, 10 games or whatever, they said, oh, he can't play a full year. He proved your own this year. Absolutely. He did awesome this year. Should have been a pro bowler. Probably will still be a pro bowler. I still think, you know, with the injuries and people just backing out, I think he'll still go. Great player. Did a great job for the team. Totally agree with you. And you'll notice, and I'm sure people who are listening will notice that I skipped over linebackers because I wanted to save them till last. Yeah. And here it is. You got rid of Jeremiah Trier this year because he simply was a step behind everybody else. And you kind of paid for it, from what I understand, locker room and uh, the people that are, were playing and the linebackers that were still left here were wondering where was Trot. Where's the X man? But look what you, look what you showed. You showed that you have linebackers now that can play. Go Young linebackers never played yeah. if Trotter was still here yeah. playing hard. Bradley probably wouldn't made the team. I agree with you. Now you have a young linebacking core that can rally around Takeda Spikes and just play and learn and be better every year after year after year after year. Right. You don't have to worry about trading about cutting Trotter next year and worry about going through this bullshit. You could try, you could cut him <laughs> this year and now you're moving on. And that's the same thing I think you should really consider with Dawkins. I think with the linebackers, I don't know if Jim Johnson was just saying this in jest, but uh, he goes, oh, with our linebackers, he goes, now we can change our defense from a 4-3 to a 3-4. So I have three down linemen and your four linebackers out there. You know what? That is giving major props to these young guys saying, hey, I trust these guys to be out there. They're going to be able to get in get to the ball. I don't know if he's really going to change the defense up. But that is giving lots of props to your your linebackers. I don't know if Jim Johnson's ever said a joke in his life. So. I, I know, and that's like he didn't say it in snicker. He just it came he came right out and said it. And I'm like, wow, that would be pretty impressive. You know, the fact that they would change their whole defense around because of how much they like their linebackers. I'm not as in much love with that. I'm not giving them an A. I still think. B for them. I, I love the, the linebackers. I think they can play better, though. I agree with you. And I, it's hard to give anybody an A on this yeah. team. And so let's give them a B and let's give the overall team a C. It has to something. be a C. Yeah, maybe a low C. Yeah, because let me tell you something. Disappointing is the word in this town with this Eagles team. The, the opportunities were there and they just didn't take them. And the reason why they didn't take them is because they don't have the personnel to take it. Right. All right, so let's move on from that. We 
Goodbye, Eagles. Right? Bye, bye, Eagles. Bye, bye, Eagles. Uh, See you in July when all this other this. Well, April when the uh, the draft comes up, we'll be talking about that. That's true. We'll see if they make any uh, correct picks in our our eyes. Yeah, Kevin Cobb's. Hey. So I think right now I think they have a a pick in every round. That's going to change. There's going to be some movement. Hopefully with free agency, there's going to be some movement. Right on. But I don't know. You don't really get to see that much movement. I mean, you saw Moss move this year, like on a trade. I wonder where he's going to play next year because it's a one-year deal, right? He'll probably stay up there. He don't care if he's winning. Uh, did you hear what he said about Jerry Rice? Or what he, Jerry? he said um, they asked him how important it was for him to break Jerry Rice's record. And he said, uh, it's not important for me to break Jerry Rice's record as much as it's important to shut you people up, which meant the media. Ooh. So they asked Jerry Rice what he thought about that comment. And Jerry Rice simply said that it's just typical Randy Moss not, not understanding or respecting the game. And I kind of don't see it, but Jerry Rice is uber sensitive about this stuff anyway. So, like, dude, Jerry Rice, like Emmett Smith, like these players, yep. I, when they played, they seemed like pricks and all that. Right. And then they're like, now they're done and they're like, oh no, that's that's the history of the game. That's- well, let me ask you the question about that. Do you think these guys, Je- Emmett Smith, Jerry Rice, for example, had to work harder for their records than what is going on now as as it's all offense in the NFL these days? Uh, I would say no. Jerry Rice, everybody plays the West Coast offense now. His team was the innovator of the West Coast offense. He had Joe Montana. He had Roger Craig. They had real good teams. They had Dwight Clark as their tight end. They had very good offensive teams. I think you get these juggernauts like New England. Nobody does that. I mean, they proved that right, this so year. that's how Moss breaks the record. Yeah. Single season touchdown record is what we're talking about and uh, moss i think he set the record for most receptions as a rookie you know eight years ago whenever he came in he's a great player when he wants to be right i mean i didn't see jerry rice play on any shitty team well, that's and- the reason why people are pissed off at him now because he kind of mailed it in well i won't say kind of he mailed it in in oakland, oakland and basically how many times did he say i'm going to retire i'm going to quit this job yeah BS, short army balls and so forth. Now that he's on a winning squad, he's the greatest guy in the world, right? You know, that's horse shit. I think that happens with a lot of players, though. I mean, you play up to the potential of the team. Uh, Wooders did that. Ricky Wooders did that here. For who, for what? Then he changed his attitude. And when these guys do better, these, you know, great players, makes the team play better. So you're telling me you can equate Randy Moss to Chris Webber, for example. Exactly. Leaving here and going to Detroit and playing his ass off. Right. That's what happens. It's all for the money. It's not for the team. He's not playing for the New England Patriots. Baby. I got your money, don't you worry. Hey, I know he got less money to play there this year, but he set a record. He's going to want more money now. Hall of Famer? Yeah. He's got to get voted in, dude. Lots of peeps don't like that cat. Yeah, true. <laughs> After he told the media to shut yeah. the fuck up, basically. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So here we are. Bye, Eagles. Moving on to the NFL, Dave. Predictions for the playoffs. Let me have it. Let me see your, who's going to win. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Who's going to win the Super Bowl? You got to go. Patriots are going to be in the Super Bowl. They're going to win the Super Bowl. I think the NFC uh, team will be the Seahawks. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. And I'm going to give you mine. It's going to be Indianapolis. Oh. And. Don't say the big D. Don't say the big D. I have to say. Oh. Dallas. Oh, that just hurts right there. All blue. All pukey silver. Dallas. As much as I don't want it to happen, right. it's gonna, it's on its way. Right. It's, it's really on its way. So, there's our Super Bowl predictions. E-Money is going to have to write his down if he's at all interested in uh, participating. He still has days. his own little site there, a little E-Money he, line. He, he does. Can... For, well, for now, anyway. Until it <laughs> dies on the vine. Let's hope not. All right. So, we're done with the Eagles. We're done. How do you feel? I still feel a little dirty. Yeah, I feel I feel. I feel terrible that this team's not in the playoffs. What am I doing today? Yeah, even though we're partying tonight, and we're going to be watching the uh, the Pittsburgh game tonight. It's going to be that's going to be a good time. You remember last year when we were over there it was the uh, the Dallas Seattle game? Yep. This when, is when he uh, fumbled it. We were all freaking out. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> this is the um, 
DD end of the holiday Christmas party. So end of the holiday holiday party. It's a celebration to end this holiday mess. It's, uh, it was fun while it lasted, but it's time to move on. Yes. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Okay, Dave, now it's time. Transition to, we're pretty much going to be full-time Flyboys for a long time. And it's going to be tough, man. Yeah. I know it's going to be tough. Can you give me a recap? Last night was a horrible game against the Devils. 3 nothing. just got outplayed. The puck, you can always blame it, you know, when the puck bounces the wrong way. Well, every time the puck bounced the wrong way, the Devils capitalized on it. So let me ask you this question. They, had, they lost last night. They pretty much got dominated last yes. night. So they were on a six-game losing streak, right? And they went to Florida. Mm-hmm. They beat the uh, Devil Rays. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, well, that, the Devil Rays. They probably would beat the Devil Rays. That'd be the only team they could beat. And they went to Florida and beat the Panthers and the Lightning, correct? Was it the Lightning? They played both teams. There's only two teams in Florida, right? Yeah. Were they both Florida? I, see, that's what I forget. Tampa Bay Lightning and the... The Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers was the second game, I believe. Okay, so they went to Florida. I should say they like, went on so, a little road trip so down they, Florida. They went to Florida and they went on a little winning streak. They won two games in a row. That's how they ended 07. That's how they ended 07. 2008 starts. They come up here to play some re- pretty real competition, right? Devils are Devils have first to play place. Yep, and they just get humiliated. Yeah, they got jazzed up in there. They haven't won in New Jersey since 04. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. How are you supposed to be a, a contender? You what know, if they had a playoff series up there? And that's what happens. The playoffs go up there, they lose. What kind of sucks? Every time they play the Devils, too, they show goddamn Scott Stevens picking up the Stanley Cup. I hate seeing that. I do, I too. I hate that. Nothing worse. The only thing worse than that is Messier. Oh, uh, yeah. In a Rangers union. I don't really care about when he was doing it for the Edmonton Oilers. But I do want to ask you a question, though. Dave, what is the outlook on this team for this year? It's getting dim, man. I just... Before, so hyped, loving it at the beginning of the year. The goaltending is just playing mediocre, mediocre right now. Biron, like, I mean, he'll have a good game. He'll have a crappy game. The defense is getting hurt. Jason Smith is hurt. He's been playing lackluster. Gagne needs to come back. It's a 40-goal scorer. You put him back with Briere, you're going to start scoring some more goals, and that helps. That starts building confidence in everybody else. You don't have to have Scott Hartnell on your first line. You have, you know, Briere, Knubel, and Gagne up there, which is a solid line, and it brings everything else back in the line. So hopefully that's going to help. Why is this team being dominated? I, I think it's because... If you were playing the Flyers tomorrow, right, and your team was going into the Flyers to play, what would your game plan be? Game plan would be attack the, the young guys. There's so many young guys out there. Let them make a mistake. You attack it, and you just, you know, you go in after that. But you don't have, yeah, you can say let them make a mistake because you're pretty much guaranteed that they are going to They're going to make a mistake. So how do you, so as a Flyers team, what's your contingency plan for when somebody screws up like that? Somebody screws up on the boards, makes a bad check, no back-checking. Because that's what I've noticed, too, is this team is not back-checking. Right, and that's that's the major thing. That's what we said like two weeks ago. It's majorly fundamental. Yeah. And that's – I don't know why, you know, John Stevens isn't correcting this at all. He's too busy counting his cash. That could be a possibility, too. That's another thing. You go on a big winning streak, your coach gets an extension. Now, he's, well, whatever. I'm sure he's working just as hard. But it doesn't give me any – what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't give me any – Any uh, hope for this hope. season? Yeah. No, it gives me – it doesn't get me super excited about this season because I see the way that you can beat the Flyers, and every team in the NHL knows that. Yep. So if you go into a playoff series against the Flyers, you know what you have to do. And in a seven-game series, it's going to happen. This team is going to screw up. The younger players are going to make mistakes. The older players are going to be, dare I say, lazy in the back end. Well, What's it, in the defensive end? Yeah. And then leave it up to Brian. And that's what's happening. Brian, like I said, there's a couple goals I looked at going, wow, how did he just let that in? Maybe he's not the number one goaltender I thought he was when they traded for him. 
Still right. a great trade. I mean, they gave up nothing for him basically to get him. He's he's better than Nidamaki. Hey, no but doubt. No, he's a great, he's he's a goaltender that could, if he gets hot, you could take you in lots of places. Right. And he can get hot. He's got that potential. Definitely. However, if I was him, I would be getting a little sick and tired of getting the crap kicked at me. For example, is this team getting outshot? Oh, every game. And in a, by a decent ratio, yeah, right? Probably by a 10 shot. Some games are 10, if not more. That's ill. Yeah, when you're getting outshot by double digits there, that's a goal. I mean, usually you save one out of every 10. Well, if they're getting 10 more shots, that's another goal right there. And that's what they're losing by. Totally agree with you. And to me, it's they they need to revamp. I mean, I think if Clarkie was here, somebody's head would roll, or he would say something to get somebody's ass in the gear. Well, see, that's right now. Holmgren's over in... Uh, I think Czechoslovakia, wherever the world juniors are, he's over there right now. I think when he comes back, I mean, he made a small trade with Ben Eager, trading Ben Eager for uh, Vandermeer a couple weeks ago. Well, that really didn't spark the team. They're still just playing 500. They go up, they go down. They can't make any ground up in their division because the Penguins haven't lost in five games. I think the Devils are 3-1, and one, the Islanders are 3-1, and one, the Rangers are 3-2, and two, I think. So in the last five games, the Flyers are 3-2. and two. They didn't make up any ground. They lost ground to Pittsburgh. So they're going to have to make a move. They brought up Steve Downey yesterday. He played very well. But again, it's a young player. He's going to take a dumb penalty at some time in the game. And then the other team is going to capitalize on the power play. I still like the team. I still think the team is they are going to make the playoffs. They, I think everybody in their division, they have two games in hand on them. So if they win those two games, that's a big if. You know, they're back up in the second place. The division's real close right now. The Devils are... Seven points, I think, now above them after that win, because I think it was five last night, so there's seven. And then the Rangers were, you know, four, and the Penguins were four points. So it's something they can easily overcome, but they got to start playing consistent offensively, defensively, and goaltending. I totally agree with you. And fundamentally. Yeah. So what did you think about the big outside game, Buffalo-Pittsburgh this year? That's, I loved it. I loved it. That's me and Paraface were talking last night. I was out Paraface, and uh, he goes, Derek's crazy, saying that. I don't know if that's what the NHL needed. I thought they did a great job. People like that are just part-time watchers that might have played hockey enjoyed it because you do have those flashbacks of playing down on the pond when it's snowing. Everybody wants to score that game-winning goal, and then Crosby came down, and he had to make a little deke, and it got caught in a little snow pile, and he came through and still scored, and... That's everybody's dream. Yeah, but you're not going to get years old. you're not going to get snow every year. I mean, oh no, right? It was it was a good game. It was I guess it was fun to watch. But I mean, it's not it's not different than any other hockey game, right? You know, they, seventy thousand people in the fan. That's a spectacle as itself in itself. Exactly. That's what they need. They need more people watching it. But you, know, you can't do that every year. At least I don't think you can do that every year. But here's what Paraface says, and let me tell you what's up. I told him, I said, with 72,000 fans may have had a blast. I don't see how it makes for good television. And that's what the NHL needs right now. And they do need good television. They need superstars, right? See, Crosby's a superstar. Right. Don't get me wrong, right? Is what he says. Did you watch the game? It was great television. The only drawback I saw was the number of times they had to resurface the ice and the distance from the rink to the stands. Other than that, it was brilliant. Okay, you just made my point for me. The 72,000 people had a great time. Half of them couldn't see because of how far it was. But the television... It's just like any other game. Right. I have no problem how far it is because they played on a football field. Football players aren't bigger than hockey players. I mean, if you can watch Westbrook run at the 50-yard line, you can see Crosby skating with the puck. Yeah, but the field is that much smaller, though. That's what takes away from it. Right. But you can follow the play. Honestly, watching the game up higher, you can see it better. I saw pictures of people watching it from up higher, dude. There's no way that person up top could see that puck. Oh, no, you might not see the puck. Again, there's times you don't... What's the point of 
There's that. times you don't see the ball. When you're watching a football game, when, if that's a very nice draw play. Not, not true. Not true. Yes. Steve, okay, a very nice draw play is one play. Right. A entire hockey game where you can't see the puck. But you know where the puck is. I mean. Because what? Because one guy's is no, usually all another, five of them there. And everybody else is chasing after the one yeah. guy. I, I don't. And then you have me. video screens you can watch. I don't. I don't agree with you. Yeah. I, I don't. But you're think, not a hockey fan, dude. It's you not, just think it, watching it on TV is horrible anyhow. Well, no, I think it being in a NASCAR, like you have, say you have 106, say Michigan Stadium for example, right? You have 106 thousand people in that stadium, and you the person would the t- the top tier, the top of the bowl, right? That person isn't there. Well, primarily isn't there to watch the game because they're not going to get the best view of the right. game. They're there to experience the atmosphere of the game and that is fine with me 72,000 people there went in the snow went crazy because it was a pure spectacle right, right? you agree with that uh, I have no problem with that but Pearface is saying to me it needs better television and I that's what I'm saying it needs better television that made for shit television shit television but you think hockey on TV is just shit no I don't I've watched hockey games and enjoyed them that's bullshit the only time you enjoy when the Flyers win well, what's wrong with that? I can be pissed when the Flyers lose. Oh, I understand being I, pissed. I waste time to watch this. I understand what Paraphrase is saying. You waste time. I think the 72,000 yeah. people there for the spectacle of it, but the television part of it, while it gives you the opportunity to see what's going on the ice, doesn't give you the atmosphere. Right. So, listen, I think he's right in a lot of ways, and I think I have I make somewhat of a point. And see, I think like when you're talking about TV, like they tried doing that on Fox. Remember when they did the uh, the puck was blue so you could yeah. see it different? Yeah, what's and, wrong with that? Oh, hockey fans hated that. I know, but what's wrong with that? Uh, I think it makes it look cartoonish. It starts okay. giving it like That's, a... Okay, I, and I agree with you. All right, I'll, I'll totally agree with you that. Yeah. However, hockey needs people to watch. Right. You're not going to get nobody to watch the fucking thing because the thing is bad television. I think, right, it's either you like it or you don't like it. You don't have someone that just flips around and goes, hey, a hockey game's on, let me watch it. So let me ask you this question, Dave. Would you agree that from 1991 to 1998, hockey had unprecedented popularity in the United States? Yeah, I would say... In the United States. Yeah. What made it so popular? I think when the Rangers won it, that was 93, that helped. The Devils won it, even though it wasn't a big draw, but it was teams in you know, the United States were winning it. Before it was, you know, Edmonton won it, Montreal was winning it a lot. And then with money just starting to get thrown around, everybody's seeing money go up in basketball and baseball. Baseball went on strike, so you know the NHL had like a little more time at the beginning to get you know people to start watching. There was nothing going on in September. There was no baseball. Hey, watch hockey now, and they okay. got some fans that way. And then, do you think there were more superstars in the, during that decade than there would, are now? I would say no. There, like, are there more recognizable superstars back then? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you had Lemieux, you still had Gretzky. You know, they were still huge. And then right. Messier, players like that. Now, some of the players that are good players that I might think are superstars, you wouldn't know. No. You know, and it's right. It's it's not a casual game to watch. It's not I know something... three superstar players in the NHL. And two of them are on the Flyers. No, no, no. no. Okay. One is Sid Crosby, Andre Ovechkin. Is the first... Andre, right? Uh, Alexander. Alexander Ovechkin. And the third one I'm having trouble with thinking of. So I'll say... Um, I know why you're saying Ovechkin too. He was on the game last year. He was on uh, the PS2 or the PlayStation game. That's not why I'm thinking of it. But maybe that's a, maybe that's a good reason why. Okay, I'll say Breer from from Flyers. Right. Uh, is he a superstar though? Yeah, he'd still okay. be a superstar. Is there anybody in the West Coast that's a superstar? Yeah, Jerome McGinley, uh Thornton on San Jose. There's See, I have no idea who right. you're talking about. Yeah, Thornton played up in Boston. Real big guy. But I, but back in the 90s, I could name you Lindros, Messier, Lemieux, Yager. Um, 
And know what it was? The scoring was up. Gretzky. So right. There was more scoring going on. And I could name you goaltenders, too. I mean, you had good, like Hasek. And, I mean, you had good, right. good, 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 good players who were super. I, I, I need to know why, for the period of eight years in the 90s, that was like the, everybody stopped and dropped for hockey games. Maybe it was just in this town because the Flyers were in the finals in 94. It, that's what it could have been. I mean, again, the Flyers were in the playoffs every year. They were doing well. It wasn't. They were just going in the second round every year. They had a legitimate chance to go back to the you know the conference cup or the conference game and then go on to the cup. Well, let me give you a little paraphrase says about this. Okay, he says the reason for the NHL is the commissioner has done more damage to the league than any single factor. He's been a complete tool from the from a marketing standpoint. He is also at least partially responsible for moving the league away from the physical style of play and more towards European style hockey. That has turned off a lot of casual fans as well as hardcore purists. In North America, hockey is supposed to be more of a physical game of attrition and less of a skating finesse game. Fighting and goons were a big draw in the NHL. Those beloved Flyers teams of the 70s weren't known as the Broad Street Ballerinas. (laughs) Well, I agree with you. Uh, but the 70s are long gone. Right. But do you think now, do they need more fighting in the NHL? I would say yes. I think that Does brings, it need to be condoned again? I mean, fighting, just for fighting's sake, no. But they use it as a tool to get the crowd going. Darcy Tucker got in a great fight the other night. Who were they playing? And the guy kicked his ass from Toronto. Beat the shit out of him. And it got his team up. They turned around and won the game. Now, do you, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, no. That was, I was just going to say, you know. Do you, you think know. that there's more flagrant penalties in the NHL because the players aren't don't have the ability to fight anymore? Definitely. So they go and say, screw this. I'm only going to have one shot. I'm not going to be able to fight him. They're not going to give me an opportunity to really hurt this guy. Right. So I'm going to try to hit him with my stick. I'll hit him with my break stick. break his head. Exactly. And I think people have no problem taking a run at somebody now. I'll gladly just knock over this guy just for the hell of it because no one's going to be beating the shit out of me because they're going to exactly. give you know exactly and that's what happens and i think that's my prime example is um what was his name Derek moore or steve moore the guy he hit naslin three four years ago and then um bertuzzi todd bertuzzi came back and beat the shit out of him and he didn't want to fight he curled up got hurt broke his neck and all that i think if fighting was still in the league that guy never would have went after naslin and none of this ever would have happened and i think it happens a lot i think it does too i think you see a lot more flagrant and flagrant penalties of guys who really just only know they only have one shot to hurt somebody right and just throw sticks about them and cross check and so forth but right. i well, i would say i think with the fighting also you know if we talk about nascar a lot of reason people watch nascar it's for the accidents people will watch for that bench clearing brawl you know some people oh no i hate fighting poo poo Hey, you know, you get a good five-on-five fight. The crowd gets crazy. Everybody gets jazzed up. Maybe your team turns it around and wins that game. Maybe that could have changed the game last night if there was a big fight. So maybe the commissioner needs to reevaluate his situation. I definitely think so. Because popularity of NHL is, is fading uh, fast. It's fading fast. And it's it's not that fun of a game to watch on TV. It is a tough game to watch on TV, especially if you don't know what's going on. If you don't know baseball, you can still watch baseball because you see the ball go in right. and it gets hit somewhere else. When they dump the puck and people are getting running around and why is that a penalty? Why isn't this? And right. I, you know, it's tough to watch. I mean, it's difficult to explain to people even all sides in each other. Yeah. And you sit down and watch a game. My son says, Dad, why'd they stop? Yeah. Well, you know, Eth, because this guy wasn't a, oh, I oh, understand. Dad, that guy's an asshole. Why didn't he get back? Yeah, but why isn't he back enough? Yeah. Why didn't they wait for him? And so forth. I said, well, sometimes you can't do that. And maybe that's just fundamental explaining to the kid. And I'm, not, I'm down with the rules right. of hockey, but I'm not down with the fact that they're going to limit these players from making their sport popular again. Right. And I think that's what they're doing. Okay, Dave, let me go off the check, checklist here, and I'm on the Philadelphia 76ers at the bottom. Ooh. Kyle Corver traded. All cap room. Trying to make some moves to make moves. Absolutely have no problem with it, right? Right. Trying to make some moves. Ed Stefanski said, we need to eliminate these salaries. Right. 
We need to give ourselves an opportunity to get pl- good core players in here, and this is one way to do it. Do you have any problem with that? No, that not is at all. fresh air to me. That is literally fresh. You would not hear that from Billy King. No. So he would have brought in a bigger contract. I agree. Give me. Try yeah, I'll eat up your contract for you. Bubble gum on the dam. Bubble gum <laughs> on the dam. Baby doll. Post holiday smooth podcast. Yes, it was. I'm going to have to ask still you miss them though. Absolutely, I'm going to have to ask you for your parting shot though. With my parting shot. This kind of goes back to B Doc and uh, Warren Sapp's retiring after 13 years. Not that I'm a big Warren Sapp fan. His whole goal was to become the first defensive tackle to get 100 sacks. He's at like 96 and a half, and he's retiring. He's saying, you know what? I tried this year. Of course, he wasn't playing as much, and he just stepped up and said, that's it, I'm done. I think that was a classy move. Not saying B-Dog needs to retire, but he needs to know you're not the man back there anymore. you got to step back and let someone else go in. Totally agree with you. My parting shot is for what we just talked about with um, Kyle Korver and Ed Stefanski. The man had his job to do, and his job is to create a better basketball team. By any means necessary, cut who you have to cut. Yep. If the teammates like Kyle Korver, fuck you, pay me. Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way it needs to be. We need a fresh look in this city. This Sixers team, which five years ago was on top of the world, eight years ago. Now they're at the bottom of the barrel, and they need again. They're still above the Knicks. I said this, they're still above the Knicks. Well, the Knicks is absolutely, it's like a soap opera up there. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas needs to have his head examined. You know what? I, I tell you this. The whole team. As New York fan despisers down in this basement. I will say this. Fuck you. You all deserve. I'm loving it. You deserve Isaiah Thomas. You deserve him. You deserve him. You deserve him. And Ed Stefan, you should bring Ed Stefanski in there because the first thing he would do is get rid of Isaiah Thomas because he is a cancer on that team. Isaiah said they're going to win a championship with him in control. Championship of what? I don't know. No way. No way. No way. And I wouldn't even say I want, you know, um, Starberry. Uh, Marbury. Yes, yeah, Stephon Marbury. But I'm. But what I do want is to keep this New York Nick thing going on up there because you know what? You're non-factor. Yeah. The Sixers are an absolute non-factor. But you are. You're going to get the first pick in the draft maybe this year, and you're going to screw that up. How amazing <laughs> is that? How amazing is that? I'm loving it. Later. Oh, dude, I love parting shot on the New York <laughs> Knickerbockers. Later, Dave. Good night.